this is Zach with La Familia Ayahuasca, um, talking to you from Sununa, Guatemala, on Lake Atitlan, and I'm sitting here with my lovely wife, Jess. Hello. We hope uh, everyone is doing well, and um, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. This podcast is about the shamanic dieta. Uh, this is um, particularly in Peru. Uh, this is a foundational practice uh, in the um, uh, plant medicine world. Uh, not every tradition in the Amazon uh, uses the shamanic plant dieta as a practice. Um, we learned recently uh, that, uh, particularly in Colombia, uh, they don't necessarily use uh, plant dietas. They may, but not as not as much as in Peru. Peru, it's like <clears throat> foundational, absolutely foundational. And so um, we, we'd done a, a couple of years ago, we'd done a podcast on the shamanic plant dieta, um, and uh, we just feel like it's a bit out of date, and so this is, this is an update. And we've also um, dieted some new plants and, and, and trees and so forth, so we want to go into that. Um, and I guess the, what we're going to do is we're going to first explain to you what, what the hell is a shamanic plant dieta um, and how does it relate to ayahuasca. Um, but it's actually very, very, very important um, in, in the uh, process of uh, plant medicines in general. In fact, it's, it's, I would say, on par with ayahuasca. It just has not gotten the attention that ayahuasca has. I mean, ayahuasca is very, very much a, a firework, um, uh, light show, uh, and transformational plant medicine. And at the same time, it is not the the whole deal. So um, we're, we're going to talk about what is the, the shamanic plant dieta, and then um, what the process is, and um, some, some applications and so forth. And then we're going to get into some of our uh, recent personal experiences because we've had some really interesting ones around the shamanic dieta. So I'm going to hand it over to Jess and have her start off. Jess, can you kind of run through what is the shamanic tree or plant, uh, plant dieta practice? Yes, so dieta is many things and can be used for several different reasons. Um, number one, you know, if you're studying the medicine or if you're deeply involved with work with ayahuasca, um, the plant or tree dieta um, helps you kind of put more tools in your tool belt. So originally, or not originally, but there is a way to take ayahuasca where actually the, the person who's coming for healing doesn't actually drink ayahuasca, but the shaman will drink ayahuasca, but it is a diagnostic tool. Mm-hmm. So it's to to connect and see what kind of plants, what kind of plant dieta does this person actually need to get the healing that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So it's important for the shaman to have relationships with a lot of plants so that they can know what, what this person needs. So ayahuasca will connect you to the plants, but the other way to connect to the plants is through the dieta. So shamanically, the dieta is used to create a relationship with the plant, to cleanse the body such that the spirit of the plant can make its home within you and you can call upon it for its medicine and its help in ceremony. Um, so that is one reason um, to, to do dieta if you're studying the medicine or want to connect more deeply with plants in general. 
The other reason to use dieta is for a personal cleansing or healing process, wherein you're just, you're really taking in the medicine of the plant for the healing itself. So the practice of dieta is, so for about a week, um, you're going to be drinking uh, the tea. Uh, we, we make a tea from the plant or the tree itself, and uh, you drink it ceremonially for four nights. And during this time, you're very much in isolation. It's best to be not necessarily silent, but to be focused internally. And we remove distractions such as technology or uh, any kind of reading material or the consumption of any kind of media or material that might be distracting from the process that's going on energetically or the process that's going on in your body. Um, We also take out sugar, salt, oils, and the food that's eaten is very bland. We usually do a an all-white shamanic diet, which uh, is pretty much just chicken, eggs, rice, and potatoes. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes some fish. greens. And fish. Yeah, yes, sometimes fish. some greens. And to, if I may interject, yeah. every lineage and even, even shamans within each lineage will have different rules around the shamanic dieta. Um, I think the the big thing to realize or, or focus on is that in general it is a stepping back from society, uh, removing as many distractions as possible. That is other people. Um, that is entertainment, um, and food is oftentimes entertainment. Um, and at the same time. Um, you, the, it's a great time to bring in um, practices like meditation, or if you're wanting to study, a, you know, say you want to bring in a bunch of books about Buddhism or meditation or spiritual path, other spiritual paths. Great time to do that because it's it's in alignment with this, um, you know, doing purification. purification, internal work, and that sort of thing. Um, but everybody's gonna have, you know, like we. Our our rules around food uh, are you know no no salt no sugar no no spices um, really bland and um, no fruit but we'll put in some greens. I know other people who are who I respect greatly who have a very high fruit content uh, dieta. Um, so it's it's you know everyone's going to be different. And so to run down the rules um, on the dieta. Um, during the dieta, we have um, no salt, no sugar, no processed foods at all. Uh, oils, um, the only one that kind of can slide is a little bit of coconut oil. Um, you do get a bit of fat from eating chicken, and, if, um, and it's got to be freshwater fish if you're eating fish, uh, potatoes, rice. It's all, all pretty much white except for the leafy greens. Um, and um, no touching of anyone else. We, it is okay to do, we do dieta um, as part of retreat, so there are other people around, but you know, um, it's suggested that if you're on dieta during one of our retreats, that you spend more time alone and, and, and so forth, but you're definitely not allowed to go out outside the retreat space area. Um, it's great to do it solo, once one learns how to do it solo. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, that's not always uh, the optimal situation. Um, and so no touching. And the, the 
the length of a dieta for our lineage specifically, minimum, minimum of five days and up to probably 12 days. Some traditions go lo much longer, like 30 days. Uh, even heard of six months. Six or months a year. year. But again, the, there are different rules. Those six months a year dietas tend to be um, a situation where the, the person doing the dieta is able to go out into the world and do their normal thing. And I have a sneaking suspicion, and I don't know because it's not part of our lineage, but I think that that type of dieta, that longer dieta, where you're still doing your daily stuff, is designed for jungle village life. Um, and so it, it makes it tough when like a Westerner decides to go home and do this sort of dieta. Because when you're in dieta, your energetic body and emotional body is wide open. Um, and so that's why we're, we're in our lineage, we keep you close at, <laughs> close at hand. Yeah. Close at, we don't let you go out wandering around into the public because your energetic body is super open. If you run into somebody with, you know, just malintention or funkiness, it, it'll it'll hit a little uh, much harder than if, if you didn't weren't on the shamanic diet though. Um, so uh, that gives you some idea on, on the rules during the dieta. Jess, can we talk, talk a little bit about um, there are restrictions post dieta? And again, this is going to be different for every, every lineage, um, but this is our, our rundown. Yes. So for us, um, one of the more interesting and, and shocking uh, <laughs> restrictions after dieta is that there is no pork for six months. Yeah. Um, preferably forever. Yeah. No more pork ever. Um, Zach's teacher says this is because pork or pigs have the soul of the, the devil. devil. <laughs> um, uh, you know, who, who knows exactly why, but the, you know, there's, there's restrictions on, on pork. And from our experience, it's, uh, it's obvious if you accidentally eat pork, it can make you pretty nauseous. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I guess it just has an energetic signature that isn't in alignment. Um, also there's, uh, no drinking afterwards well, yeah you don't want to for 30 days you don't want to get intoxicated uh, because these restrictions are designed to keep the medicine the work going and so the more you do the bigger the effects and the longer the effects the longer the tail so to speak yes um so also uh no sex for 15 to 30 days and uh, our recommendation is that you choose one of those and stick with it yeah. uh, and, and again the same thing like if you go for 30 that's better than the 15 because it's building the medicine's working and it's actually building energy in your energetic body and so uh, when we, we have sex it's it, it, it's a um, one it's a um it's a commingling of, of energies and you know it's really your one someone's being entered and someone's entering and they can't get much closer than that um, and then there are fluids exchanged and so that is a huge energetic exchange so we want to keep it's like a after a surgery um, you know if you have a hernia surgery you got to you got to wait a bit before you go off and lift weights again um, because those sutures, while the, the, there's a healing that has gone on during the surgery itself, <clears throat> those sutures need to, to, to seal up. And that's what, what uh, part of the reason why this, the, the restrictions on sex um, are there. Mm -hmm. And uh, also no other plant teachers or plant medicines besides ayahuasca for another 30 days. Um, the exception to that, 
Um, so ayahuasca is, is perfectly fine. And then also um, mapacho or, or jungle tobacco is okay. Um, hape is okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, tobacco is a cleanser and also a connector. So yeah. uh, tobacco will connect you with other plants. So that's completely in alignment with the with the dieta as well. Yeah, which in ayahuasca, frankly, is another um, connector yes. plant. <clears throat> so... Um, that's kind of the outline of the rules and regulations and what the the, the time frame will look like um, around dieta um, as it relates to let's talk a little bit before we get into the, the dieta experience itself um, let's talk about what it looks like in when we commingle dieta with ayahuasca versus solo there are advantages and disadvantages to both Let's start with um, let's doing let's do a discrete uh, um, uh, shamanic plant or tree dieta. Um, th- this means that one does not take any ayahuasca during the dieta at all. They're just working with this uh, tree or plant that they're doing the shamanic dieta with. Um, what what are some advantages to that? Well, I really like doing the dieta separate, actually. Um, it makes it easier, I feel, to connect uh, with the plant or trees exclusively and really get a very clear idea of what their medicine is and, and what, they're, what they're doing within your body, um, really getting to know the spirits. And uh, it's, it's just easier to focus on the dieta itself. When you, when you have a lot of ceremonies going on, it's, it can be very taxing and uh, exhausting and there are you know you can have messages from ayahuasca and also messages from the plants and you can get them muddled up and so when you do the dieta discreetly um, it's just a it's an intense time to focus and meditate and and open your body and and do a lot of healing and excavation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know exactly it's, it's particularly helpful if one is on the shamanic path um, to form that relationship one-on-one with the plant you're dieting um, and have a clear understanding of what that relationship is versus mixing ayahuasca in there. Um, because, uh, again, you're, you're saying it can be like, well, what, is this information or understanding coming from ayahuasca or is it coming from the dieta um, or the plant that I'm, I'm working with on dieta? Um you know, uh, it, it can be a little bit more confusing. Um, and it's easier on the body, right? I mean, it, Yeah, I mean, yes, doing ceremony with the dieta is, is very exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, but exhausting. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to mention on this point the dreams. Uh-huh. Because ayahuasca can give you some crazy dreams, and they have kind of a different quality than dieta dreams. Uh-huh. And when you mix them together... Uh, I mean, the, the dreams are still really powerful and, and both of them are in there, but I feel like the work that you do in the dream space in Dieta is a lot clearer when you're doing it discreetly outside of an ayahuasca retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, and as you kind of answered both sides of the coin, so the, the, um, the doing a discrete dieta without ayahuasca, you get a much clearer connection with, with the plant. It's easier on the body. And then really the, the 
conversely, combining dieta, uh, a shamanic dieta, into um, an ayahuasca series, uh, say three or four, five ceremonies, um, the big advantage for, particularly for Westerners, is time. And that time converts into uh, also money, frankly, um, because you know, in in our for example, in our case, we're, we we offer um, the dieta as part of our ayahuasca retreats, and because it's already integrated there, we only add another you know fifty bucks to uh, cover some of the special food that that is and and the labor that goes into that. Um, uh, whereas you know, doing a distinct dieta. You know, food, lodging, and all that sort of thing needs to be covered. Um, and then, if you do a uh, ayahuasca retreat after that, you know, the, that's yet another set of all, all the the whole rigmarole of food, lodging, ceremony. Da, 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 da. So, by combining them together, it it really saves time and energy. Or I'm sorry, time and money. And it is just harder. You know, uh, so that's the the, the trade off. Um, one thing also is if you do a distinct dieta, and particularly with us, um, we are able to customize the dieta um, to what's going on with you because every dieta plant uh, or tree has, um, you know, has its own medicine and attributes, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but by doing a dis- discrete um, dieta separate from an ayahuasca cer- uh, ceremony series, or a retreat, we can kind of customize that with you. Whereas when we integrate it into the ayahuasca retreat, everybody's going to be dieting the same tree or plant. Um, and be, for reasons we essentially we want to keep the energy and, and the process going very consistently throughout the group. Uh, so when you do it individually and distinctly, um, and dis- distinctly, discreetly, <laughs> um, we have a lot more flexibility in terms of what you can we can offer you to diet. Um, so let's let's talk about people are you know are, I think are quite confused, mystified as to why would you diet if you don't get the visions and da 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 and what what is the process like? Um, I think we like to say that a, a, a dieta is a lot like a really long ceremony, ayahuasca ceremony, um, with slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> um, what, what, what you take a, take a, take a shot at explaining the process and how, it, how, what the experience is like. I have always thought of dieta as like a slow moving glacier, right? It's, it's heavy, it's hard, and it's grinding out the bedrock. So if you've got work to do, we're talking about, like, I mean, we all have work to do. <laughs> the work you have to do. Um, it's, it's going down into the foundational parts of the shadow and just bringing everything up to the surface very slowly, just kind of, like, grinding out the, the bedrock of your karma, pretty much, uh-huh. and just bringing it bringing things that you you may have had no idea that you needed to work on um, up to the surface to be looked at. Um, And released. And released, of course, yes. Felt and released. And you also you have nowhere to go. You Mm -hmm. have nowhere to run. You have no 
food to turn to that's you know that's entertaining or will distract you from from what's going on in your body and your mind and and your energy and your emotions um all you all you can really do is sleep or meditate or maybe read something that's that's in alignment with the dieta so you really have nowhere to run you have to be with yourself you have to be with uh what's being cleaned out and and examine the the healing that's going on and that can be really um people are surprised uh by what comes up and and how much comes up Mm -hmm. in the process and and dream there's a lot of even if one like I've, i've never been a huge dreamer um um, getting more as time goes on more and more but um, I found that when I was doing dieta uh, particularly in the beginning I was shocked at the the dream stuff that would happen um, be like wow these these dreams are and it's it's oftentimes very clear that it's coming from from the plant or tree that's being dieted yeah the the dreams can be uh, very interesting very intense um, also, med- the meditations after drinking the tea mm-hmm. can some sometimes, depending on the plants and depending on the person, also be kind of visionary uh, meditations wherein you do connect with and communicate with the spirits of the plants. Yeah, yeah. And let's, let's talk about um, the energy, le- physical energy mm-hmm. levels. Uh, <clears throat> quite interesting in, during dieta. Yeah, when you're not taking in salt, it's it's pretty amazing uh, how the physical energy just plummets uh, uh, very quickly, uh, very quickly. Um, and this it's for a good reason because your spiritual energy also by by minimizing the distractions and by taking the in the the body of the plant um, is elevated and is vibrating at a very high level. So. You've got the physical energy that's down, and then you, you've got the spiritual energy that's just raising and raising and raising, and so you've got a lot of stuff coming up and getting cleaned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and sometimes, um, and again, it depends on the plant or tree being dieted, but sometimes the um, the energy levels can really swing. I, I've had moments where I'm like, oh, I feel great. I want to, you know, I could... I want to do some, you know, do some yoga and do some exercise. And then I start doing it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to feel like I'm going to pass out, get lightheaded. and like, oh, I got to lie down. Um, so the, the energy, um, physical energy um, can be come in drastic waves, um, both up and down. And um, it can be a little disconcerting. The trees, our, our lineage, were, uh, we come from uh, a lineage of paleros. And, and paleros, um, it, it's kind of a bad Spanish, but um, it means we have work a lot with trees, which means we do a lot of tree dietas where we use uh, tree bark as the, the base for the tea. And um, it, they're notoriously heavy. You know, I've had dietas with the trees where I'm sleeping, you know, probably 16 hours a day kind of thing just because I'm so like, ah. Oh. And I, part of it is, you know, you got a heavy tree and then also they're going through and cleaning stuff out. So your body's just like, look, we got to let this medicine do its work and we got to rest. You know, you got to rest the head while, or the mind while, while the body's going through this purification process, both, both the physical body and energetic body. Yeah. Yes, uh, I will say that I, I always, like in the last 
four years. I always make plans for things I'm going to do mm. during Dieta or things I'm going to get accomplished. Never happens. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> when she says, you know, we don't, just to be clear, um, when she says things that uh, she's going to do, it's like read working on read read <laughs> specific books that are in alignment with with the the dieta practice or uh, writing, um, uh, because again, if we're writing about the experience or have, writing about plant medicines, um, uh, that is actually something that is, is encouraged, um, or doing a certain practice. Um, one might have high hopes of doing these wonderful high vibrational things during dieta and then it's like nah, I'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> yeah oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do these geometric meditations every day in the morning at seven o'clock no no, no, no. no. Um, and then the, but at the same time there are some that, that you're able to, to, to go ahead and follow through but just the, having those expectations keep those in check if you do uh, end up getting into this practice of dieta um, so to kind of recap uh, the reason one does dieta one we have purification right which ties right into every whatever every plant that's being diet, dieted uh, uh, has its medicine um, and we can talk a little bit about some characteristics of various plants that we've worked with and trees that we've worked with um, and through the purification it, it's also an energetic protection because uh, when we purify something um, it it removes the negative energy or thought patterns uh, or however you want to describe that removes it from the, the, the physical and energetic body so that when one encounters a similar uh, energy signature, there's nothing for to stick to anymore. And so there isn't a reaction because it's like, oh, it's, it's a non-issue. So it's, it's an energetic protector in that sense. Um, I think the, another way to look at it is the spirit comes in through that purification, takes up residence in the body to protect you, would be a way to explain it in a different way, but a, a similar uh, outcome, I guess. This is one of the reasons why it's so important if you're studying the medicine to do a lot yeah. of dietas, because it not only gives you stability in the medicine, but it gives you that protection and that cleansing that is necessary because when you're when you're working with the medicine and you're facilitating ceremony, you need to be clean and clear so that you can move all the energies that you encounter because it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, and this brings up a point. So, um, or continues the conversation about why to do dieta. If one is doing, whether it's plant medicine, shamanism, or shamanism in general, doing a plant dieta, it's literally you're you're. It's a grounding. It's it's a cleansing, purification, and it's a grounding, and and particularly as it relates to ayahuasca ceremonies, um, ayahuasca is ungrounding, <laughs> um, and so um, if one only works with ayahuasca, one only has the tool of ayahuasca, and they have to on their own manage that ungroundedness of ayahuasca whereas the dieta bringing in a relationship with with the uh, trees and plants that roots one down to the ground and allows uh, a lot more 
um, tools in the tool belt, or you could say uh, spirit, spirit allies. Mm-hmm. We're essentially forming a relationship through Dieta to these plants and trees to be allies that we can call upon um, during uh, whatever ceremony we're working with um, or during our life, mm-hmm. if you will. The Dieta is also, um, through that relationship, you become a <clears throat> um, delivery mechanism for the medicine of that tree or plant. It's also worth noting that um, you can diet. Like I, I've dieted the same tree and plants over and over and over again, and um, that's good because you're just forming a stronger and stronger relationship. And the spirits of these trees and plants—they're just like people. I, I would say spirits in general are just like people. You got good ones, you got bad ones, and um, uh, they just don't happen to have. Uh, bodies when they're in their spirit form <laughs> um, and just like people we're going to make friends and have stronger relationships with some people than we do with other people and we're and those relationships are going to shift and change throughout one's life so um, for the longest time I've had a very very strong relationship with this tree called Ayauma um, Ayauma is kind of like we're we're buds and um, uh and then for a long time, I was really tight with Kumaseba, which is another tree. But that Kumaseba seemed to fade to the background, and then Raymo Cosby came in. <laughs> Raymo Cosby is another tree, really strong. <clears throat> um, and uh, you know, currently um, you know, uh, having you know, a, a solid relationship with, with Raymo Cosby. Uh, Redwood. For a long time for me was really we were really tight and now she's kind of faded to the background so you know it, it is truly an interesting relationship and we don't we don't know we don't as humans we don't I, I guess we can control it to a certain extent by dieting that that plant over and over again or tree over and over again but a, a lot of time from an energetic standpoint it's the tree or the plant that kind of chooses um, the the dieter or di- dietero um, as to how to align with them um, so that, that kind of explains, <clears throat> you know, the process of uh, the the dieta, and also the um, the the reasons for doing the dieta. Um, let's let's dive into some of the you know, dieta. The shamanic dieta is <clears throat> a practice that you know we have taken from the jungle and applied to um, North American trees. And we've also started doing some dietas with um, trees and plants here in Guatemala. Um, and let's, let's talk about, Jess, why don't you tell us about some aspects of some of your your close relationships with, with some of the uh, trees and plants you've dieted. Sure. Um, the ones that I am really close to right now are uh, La Puna Blanca is a big one for me. I'm also very close with cedar um, and also pondo. Okay, so beginning with La Puna Blanca, uh, she is a jungle tree. And for me, she was all about creating space and expanding the energetic body and also is associated with white magic. And uh, just the the feeling of, of that tree, it's usually the one I call first in the, in the very beginning of ceremony when we sort of create a perimeter of trees. and, and, and I She's just, talking about ayahuasca ceremony. <laughs> yes. 
Um, she just sort of comes in and expands everything and uh, just feels very energetic. Um, cedar, for me, is all about relaxation and surrender. And, uh, and also the witness aspect of the mind can help bring that in. And, uh, and then Pondo, uh, Pondo's a special one. <laughs> um, he's a, an enormous tree. It's, it's one organism, uh, the largest, largest organism known to man, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's all, uh, it's a root ball, basically, that has many, many, many trees uh, growing from it. It's also the oldest organism known to man, and at the, the moment it's dying. Yeah. And you just get the sense from this tree that it is one foot in both worlds. Yeah. And it's it has helped me transition uh, from one reality space to another space with a lot more grace. Mm. Um, so that one was super important for me as well. Yeah. And just, just to add, the pondo is, is technically a quaking aspen. Yes. But the reason why we call it pondo is that we got the tree bark cuttings from the Pondo National Forest which is this large organism. So it's, it's um, I, I think it's worth <laughs> differentiating Pondo from quaking aspen, although they'll have uh, similar uh, aspects towards it, uh, in, in them, I'm sure. Um, well, cool. And, and what about, um, well, maybe I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some of my, my buddies, my tree yeah. buddies. Yeah. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, Ayauma has been my um, close friend for, Many many years. In fact, I would I'd say going on uh, eight years or something like that is is always in in our lineage. And there's this term called arcana, and in our lineage, the way we define an arcana is that's the spirit, the plant spirit, plant or tree spirit that has kind of chosen you and said, "Here, you're my guy um, or woman. <laughs> you're my gal." Um, and it's, it's the last line of defense. So it's it's like super tight. We're, we're, I'm, I'm super tight with, with Pondo. Or I'm sorry, Ayauma. Um, and some of the characteristics with Ayauma is Higante uh, Sin Cabeza is, is part of the Icaro. It's a giant without a head. And it's it's less of a giant without a head as a giant without a neck. <laughs> that is the um, the eyes and the mouth and so forth show up in, in the torso. And it's just big, giant, you know, thing um and is um you know, really good protection like if there's some heavy energy in the space colonia uma and it's super uh, cleaning and there's also an association between ayauma and uh, helicopters we've had some very interesting situations we'll be in ayahuasca ceremony and call in uh, ayauma via the Icaro, uh, and a helicopter will show up right at that time. It's really kind of crazy. And um, the the other description that we've heard from a friend of ours who also dieted Ioma is like, yeah, dieting Ioma is like dieting a very wise frat boy. So <laughs> Ioma kind of has this, this fun uh, aspect to it as well. And, you know, I've, I've talked to some people from other traditions, and they're like, whoa, Ioma is a big bad player and I hadn't realized 
how big a deal Ayauma was until going outside my lineage and having conversations with other shamans and so forth. They're like, well, Ayauma, yeah, that's serious stuff. For me personally, we just, we get along great. You know, we're, we're, we're very tight. Um, another one that I uh, fairly tightly with is, I mentioned before, is Ray Mokaspi. Ray Mokaspi um, is really good for heavy, heavy, dense energy uh, movement. Um, the, the, the way uh, Ray Mokaspi shows up as an indigenous uh, Amazonian warrior. And so, you know, obviously we've got to move something through in a very strong way. We uh, uh, call in Ramo, or I call in Ramo Cosby, and, and I mentioned Justice too. Mm-hmm. We've both dieted Ramo several times. Um, so, Jess, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, some of our more recent dietas. Uh, you, we both just uh, uh, slightly different time frames, but we both just recently dieted. Um, Deva del Jardin, which is the name that you came up with. What it, the name of the actual plant is? Heliconia. Heliconia, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also what lobster claw or uh-huh. toucan beak, right? Uh, yeah, um, and also the locals here call it uh, cola del, del gallo, which is the rooster tail. Rooster tail. Yeah. 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 It it looks kind of like a bird. Tell the story about it. you. You were actually wanting to diet bird of paradise but then right and they look almost very very similar yeah they're they're really similar plants and i had been uh getting visions in ceremony of um bird of paradise and well, maybe is what you thought was bird of I, paradise. I did and yeah but was it were you actually getting visions of heliconia yes uh, okay so you yes. misunderstood the vision uh the, yes. n- the naming of the okay and it's cool too because when i actually went to get the plants um I had told my my friend Bird of Paradise, but she she showed me to to a grove of uh, heliconia. Ah. So I was like, oh good, I'm glad that this you know this worked out this way. Um, so yeah, I've been getting visions of it, and also had dreams about it, mm-hmm. and just have since we got here, just been really attracted to that plant for whatever reason, and and so I thought as a first flower, first plant for me to diet this is this is really good saying i've only dieted trees up until this point this is the first flower or small plant that i that i had the privilege to diet so um it was it was pretty amazing the the flower itself is very waxy it's kind of like a succulent Mm -hmm. and and the inside of it is has the flower it's got a a waxy covering and the inside of the waxy covering actually has the flower inside Mm -hmm. and so i I felt bad about it at the time i'm not sure why but i I had to actually cut the flower Mm -hmm. to make the tea um because it's so it's just so waxy if you put it in water and you just leave it there all you're getting when you pour the water out is water (laughs) (laughs) so i was and as i was cutting it i for wasn't even thinking i just picked up a piece of it and started rubbing it on my face Mm -hmm. and it had this quality of aloe to it 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 has a jelly yeah yeah. it's very slippery Mm. um but my whole face started tingling and it felt really good and uh i experienced a skin softening and brightening from not just putting it on my face but from the diet itself because I only did that that one particular time I also uh so the plant told me at some point that it wanted to be called Deva del Jardin 
which kind of means like little garden goddess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, the information that I got from the plant was that its presence in a garden encourages other plants to grow. Mm-hmm. And that it energetically removes obstacles for the the plants themselves to grow. Mm-hmm. So I felt that that happened a lot to me within the dieta as well, that I was having obstacles to my growth and progression and, you know, effulgence uh, removed. I mean, the, the plant is prolific. Like, it will just flower and flower and flower. And it kind of, like, the stem of it bends over and it just opens and opens and opens and creates more and more of these waxy coverings with Mm -hmm. flowers on it and it's just the way that i think of it is just effulgent abundant Mm -hmm. and also beautiful so i felt like it was creating those qualities within me Mm -hmm. um and so at the same time it was a very heart opening and emotional dieta. Mm-hmm. And then you had some physicals. Uh, we both had some physical stuff, but you had, when you would drink the tea, you're still breastfeeding, so you it, <laughs> it, it would allow you to create breast milk, like immediately, right? Yeah, it was bizarre. Every time I drank the tea, I would feel my milk let down, mm-hmm. which um, that's the a quality in a plant called, uh, it's called a galactagogue, when it actually helps you create breast milk or produce breast milk. And, and it also it could be, um, I don't know this for sure, I'm just speculating, but an upregulator of oxytocin, which is the, the love hormone and the hormone for bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is what, that's the hormone that's released when the milk is let down. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it could be great for creating bonds. And, and I mean, the oxytocin itself is heart opening. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and when I, so she did the dieta with um, with David Del Jardin uh, before I did. And I came home uh, after she was done, and I was like, wow, this woman's a lot brighter. I mean, she's always bright, but it was just like her skin was like, wow, holy cow. And then I know you said the same thing about me post my day. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, whoa, yeah, my skin, I do look brighter and so forth. Um, so really interesting physical aspects. And um, it, this is how, this is part of um, why there is this dieta protocol is that um, shamans in the jungle, they will get calls like these to certain plants and they'll use the dieta to determine you know, one, whether or not the plant is toxic or not. Um, we knew that it wasn't. It wasn't. We, we don't recommend anyone use this as a protocol to determine whether a plant is toxic or not. <laughs> but, um, but originally it was to determine whether or not the plant was toxic or not and also to determine through direct experience how the medicine works with this plant. How, what kind of medicine does the plant offer, rather? And so, um, you know, that's as we as as uh, you know facilitators of dietas and ayahuasca ceremonies it is our responsibility if we want to put forth a, a a new plant for a dieta or offer a new plant for dieta we have to go through the process ourselves and and see how does it work and where does it fit in um can i talk a little bit my experience oh, with, yeah, with uh, david hardy so um just like I said, she did the dieta on her own first, um, and then we had a retreat in in 
in between her dieta and my dieta, and she actually did her dieta with her father. And her father came up at the end of one of the ceremonies to receive his ventiado or limpieza, wherein I sing uh, Icaro specifically for him. And when I let the medicine, ayahuasca tells us what Icaros to sing, when, for who, uh, or whom. <laughs> and in this case, David Del Jardin said, hey, uh, sing sing me. And um, I had never dieted David Del Jardin. And I was like, which is not a, you know, generally, the, if you sing an Icaro, um, the, it's more powerful if you have dieted that, that particular plant, um, but not always. And, and in this case, David Del Jardin was like, no, sing me, sing me, sing me. I'm like, okay. And it was appropriate because your dad had, um, mm-hmm. had just dieted David Del Jardin. And so went through and sang it, and it was just like the visuals were insanely, like all these flower petals and lights and da, 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 all around your dad and um, you know the the way the, the melody came out was just beautiful. Whoa. I was like, whoa. Because oftentimes, uh, some of you may have heard on other podcasts, um, the medicine comes through us and then goes out our mouths <laughs> and is delivered via the Icaro to the person uh, receiving the, the Icaro or the people receiving the Icaro in the group. And we oftentimes have stuff come on, melodies and tones and voices uh, come out of our mouths that we're like, whoa, where did that come from? And oftentimes it's very cool. And that was a similar experience with, with David Del Jardin when I sang that Icaro. And so I was like, yeah, I got to go diet this, 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 this plant or flower. And uh, yeah, almost immediately after that retreat, went into Dieta with David Del Jardin. And um, I found it to be ex- exceptionally clarifying, heart opening, clarifying. Um, and you, you brought up that whole removing obstacles to growth. And during this, this particular dieta that I was doing, I was doing it completely solo. And I was able to do a lot of um, meditation practices uh, like throughout. I was pretty much all I was doing all day. And I couldn't believe the, the progress um, that was made both emotionally and also through the meditations and so forth. It was just like clear, clear, clear. And I got a lot of clarity around stuff in, in big questions in life and um, around some some uh, spiritual paths that I've been studying. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is really, really cool. Um, I didn't have the breast milk let down like you did, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, so this is this is some of the cool stuff that we get to do in exploring these 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 plants. As far as I know, I've, I haven't heard of anyone else um, having dieted uh, halicosia. Is that the haliconia? Haliconia is the is the actual name. Um, but you know, there may have been maybe somebody out there who's done it, uh, but we may be pioneers in, in this this, <laughs> this particular case. Um, and you know, and we also have done cacao as a dieta, uh, which is a huge. Uh, Jess hasn't had a chance to do it yet because she's been uh, this this recent dieta that she had with uh, David De Hardin uh, was her first one in a while because she was breastfeeding uh, our son Bodhi. Yeah, well, still still breastfeeding, but he's eating so much more food, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, so cacao is yet another heart opener. Um, but it's really, really strong. I mean, and, and one thinks, oh, heart opener, it's going to be all lovey-dovey. And 
yeah, there's some of that, but then it, it also goes through and into the nooks and crannies and opens up that stuff that the gunk in the heart that we just weren't aware of. And I pretty consistently uh, during a cacao dieta, there's a really rough day where, uh, for me personally, I was pissed at everything. Um, day three. Yeah. Day three. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's everybody. Yeah, and we've seen that. Uh, but it's worth it because that, that, it's bringing that stuff to the surface to be released. And then afterwards, um, when the dieta ends, um, it, it all it all makes sense and, and you've left all that, that funky, nasty stuff behind. Um, on that point of dieta, the end of the dieta is um, in the morning, the last day of the dieta, uh, in, the, in that morning you take salt, ceremonially you take salt. Um, and it's crazy how... Um, as soon as one takes that salt, the energy goes through the roof, and they're like, "Whoa!" It's it's a, kind of my favorite day when I'm doing dieta, is the last day because of that energy burst, and then it's also fun to watch uh, guests that we help through dieta take their salt, and then suddenly they're just they go from being really like really tired and bummed, you know, kind of, kind of sometimes bummed out, um, or just having a tough time to like <gasps> so happy and you know <laughs> active, and they're like, "Yay!" Um, it's really, really kind of cool to, cool to see. Yeah, I, I love to see that too. And it's taking salt is definitely my favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's when the, the physical energy rises up and matches the spiritual energy, which is already elevated, and it just makes the whole world bright. And, yeah. and you feel so clean and so beautiful, and yeah. and it's amazing that you could feel so beautiful after just taking salt because you haven't used any toiletries or <laughs> oh, we which forget, we forgot to mention we forgot to mention yeah that's one of the rules during dietas um uh it's uh um you're not allowed to use soap except to wash your hands you can wash your hands and that's the only thing you can use soap for um you're not allowed to use toothpaste you're not allowed to use deodorant shampoo perfume or, or any kind of shaving cream or lotions. Um, some exceptions, uh, like coconut oil on the skin for moisturizer. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, one is um, encouraged to take lots of showers. Um, the reason being is if one starts to kind of dive in energy or feel really groggy or get a headache, um, then uh, you hop in the shower. It usually you know, cleans the, cleans that. What's happening is the during the dieta, and also through ayahuasca too, the, the body is being simmered, and so all these energies um, that are unwanted, they're kind of being pushed to the head and uh, to the, the awareness, but also it can also get kind of stuck in the head and, and create a headache. And so by taking a shower, it can help wash that away, literally wash that away. Uh, so that's a, we, we suggest that when people do dieta with us, we're like, hey, you know, take at least three to five showers a day um, as it will help, just help with the energy and just how you feel. Because there could be some physical stuff uh, during dieta that's not very uh, comfortable. We already mentioned headaches, grogginess. In some extreme cases, when someone is particularly energetically, quote unquote, dirty or crossed up, um, there can be kind of a flu uh, situation and we've had some people uh, purge just off of uh, just by drinking tree barks yeah. <laughs> um, where it normally wouldn't uh, and it's because of you know stuff they have to clean out 
so it can be you know, a bit more intense than people. A lot of people are, are like, well, this dieta thing, I don't get it. Um, it just doesn't make sense from a linear, logical Western perspective. Um, oftentimes, uh, we'll talk to people about it, and they'll be like, eh, 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 and then they'll try it. And I've only, nine times out of ten, um, the people will be like, ah, now I get why the dieta. Going through the experience itself, there's understanding there that just cannot we do our best to explain. It's like ayahuasca. You can't, it's hard to explain you know, until you do it. It's hard to, to, to fully understand. I think there was one or two situations, um, but they were particularly left brain people um, where they were like, I don't understand. I did the dieta and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, which is, I, given the context of their personalities and, and their views, it's like, eh, okay, yeah, I, I understood, but thanks for tr- giving it a shot. And I, it, at the same time, I'm, I'm sure the benefits were there. They just weren't aware of the subtleties and, and just didn't notice it. Right. Yeah. Do you have anything else to share about dieta? I think we're coming to a, somewhat of a close. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, and um, so... Again, we do offer dietas um, here at La Familia Ayahuasca. Uh, we are uh, able to offer, if you want to do a solo dieta, we can make, uh, make that happen, uh, have your own private retreat with dieta. Um, and then if you want to combine that with an ayahuasca retreat immediately afterwards, that's often very beneficial. Um, the other way that we offer it is uh, as part of an ayahuasca retreat, we integrate the two. Um, you can find out more about that on our website, ayahuascafamily.com. In addition, if you don't know already, um, we have uh, an ebook um, talking about, uh, it's a free ebook talking about uh, the ayahuasca experience and also how to choose an ayahuasca retreat that is appropriate for you, that is right for you kind of going through some information. Um, There's so many different um, types of ayahuasca and practices of ayahuasca and different ayahuasca retreats out there that um, you know you can definitely find one that's really good for you. And that's what this book is, is, is all about. So you want to check that out. Jess is also uh, working on an ebook as well. It's going to be um, a little more, I guess, esoteric in a way. Um, it's, it's going to be about sound healing and Icaros um, bringing together, because you know, Icaros are the sound healing of uh, ayahuasca ceremony. Um, and then sound healing is yet another angle that we're actually bringing into our ayahuasca ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And maybe well, you want to talk about what you're thinking you're going to do there a bit with that ebook? Sure. I just want to talk about how Icaros actually influence one's experience of ayahuasca and sort of a little bit of the the sound healing technology because that's what it is like how it works what it is uh, what it what it does to your body and to your experience uh, specifically during an ayahuasca ceremony yeah and then also uh, are you going to talk about things like gong uh, singing bowls because we use both gong singing bowls in our and tuning forks we use in yeah. our ceremonies as well and then are you going to bring in some uh, information about some of the 
background about around sound healing the Egyptians and and the Tibetans and that sort of thing yes okay yeah yeah all of that so it's gonna be a very very cool little little maybe even big ebook um that you're gonna be done with that by 2020 yeah because it's a pretty significant research it's a big topic big topic so uh look forward to that and um yeah if you subscribe uh to our uh, subscribe and get our ebook that that first ebook for free um you will get an update as to when that next ebook comes out you'll also uh, get updates uh, around podcasts and other blog posts and so forth um please if you can like us uh or give us a, um, a sub- subscription on uh, itunes we're also on uh, soundcloud and stitcher uh, on Sound, on Stitcher and iTunes, you can find us under Ayahuasca Family. And, uh, of course, you can always find out more information about us on ayahuascafamily.com. We would love to have you come down to uh, Lake Atitlan for uh, uh, one of our retreats. Um, and we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast.
un cuerpo y cito una y ares tengo más aflexiones corrigo y calo en y me saicita una y Cielo, cielo, ayahuasca, alta y monta y tronco y cito.